0: Hey y'all, I'm Allie Spears, and this is Ag Chicks, where we dig deep with the women who are helping to feed the world. So today I am sitting down with Emily Tweeten. So I had the honor of meeting her at the Real Rooted Retreat, and um, one of... The women. She was one of the women who was there with me and her story was absolutely incredible and I wanted you guys to hear a little bit more about her and her family and all of the things that she does um, because she does a lot. (laughs) So Emily, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself to get things rolling this morning.
1: Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me, Allie. I just want you guys to know that Allie is like one of the most assertive and aggressive <laughs> drivers I've ever had the privilege of riding with. That's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was an awesome ride to the airport that day. <laughs> um, my name is Emily Tweeten. Um My husband and I dairy farm along with my parents here in southeast Minnesota. We have four children ranging from 12 to 4. And we dairy farm here, and we I grew up on a dairy farm, um, and then both my husband and I grew up on dairy farms. We went off to college, and we I didn't know that I would be dairy farming again ever. Uh, I went to school for liberal studies, and I lived in Spain for quite a while, and um, lived an amazing life, and had. Worldly Adventures, and married a guy who wanted a farm. We found a farm here in Southeast Minnesota about 10 years ago now, and we moved here, and I left my hospitality position. I was in hospitality for about 12 years, and decided that instead of going to town every day, about 50 minutes into town, and taking our kids to in in-town daycare, that I would bring everybody back to the farm. Uh, We raised the kids up here. And then I started a blog. And I started, um, I've always been really creative. I can't sit still. I'm always doing something. And I thought maybe there was another farm wife, a mom, anybody who would want to benefit from the lessons I was learning by doing the projects that I was doing and that kind of thing. So I started the blog and then the YouTube channel. And um, that's kind of where um, I, I happened to Pond real Rooted. And I thought, what better way to um, kind of hone in on some skills and business building things? But really what I got out of that was way more than that. And it was like the friendship of you, Allie, and so many other women in that group. And I think getting to know those women and that kind of thing just kind of gave me a whole nother fire just lit a whole nother fire in me and I think um, yeah things are gonna happen awesome for everybody here.
0: yeah it was kind of like I mean I really have struggled to find the words for it because it was one of those experiences that unless you were there you really cannot describe it and it's been, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I, I feel like we were 25 strangers thrown in a little church together, and now we're, like, the biggest cheerleaders cheerleaders for each other, um, and it was really incredible experience.
1: It was. It really was. I, um, I said, and I'll say it forever, like, I feel like I was a different person walking into the church that day than I was walking out on Sunday afternoon, and, and I think I'm I've completely embraced that, um, and I think so many of us can kind of feel the same
0: thing. I yeah, I uh, definitely, definitely. Even my boyfriend was like, "What happened to you when you were there? Like, you're different now." And I'm like, "No, but it's good."
1: Then <laughs> and I'm peaceful and happy with myself.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. But I do want to talk um, a little bit about growing up on a dairy farm first, and then we'll kind of go through your evolution. But what was that like as far as kind of your role and what you kind of helped with?
1: Uh, yeah, so um, I'm the oldest of three kids, and um, we had about 300 cows growing up. We lived in a valley, so we didn't have a lot of room for expansion on our dairy farm, which got us uh, led us to the next adventure. And growing up, I fed calves. I ran the Bobcat and scraped the barns and milked the cows that kind of thing. We milked three times a day when I was growing up too. And um, I can't say it was my favorite thing to do, but I learned a lot from it. Yeah, We um, enjoyed the days where we could follow the mama cat to find her little nest of kittens and play with the dogs and um, did a lot of help in the house with, with regards to making meals for food for the guys in the field. And feeling hay and that kind of a thing so we were kind of secluded um we were probably about oh 30 minutes away from the rest of my friends in our school we didn't have close neighborhood kids that we grew up with we just kind of were on the farm and um we did fishing out of our creek and there's just a lot of farm kids stuff I guess
0: yeah, it's, I'm glad you kind of brought that up too because I can relate to that and the fact that we didn't have neighbors that were like my age to play with or anything like that growing up, um, which that can be kind of hard as a kid because you go to school and everybody's been like, oh, I was at so-and-so's house this weekend or whatever it may have been. Um, so that's kind of a different lifestyle that I think people don't really think about too when they're... It's a great way to raise kids, obviously. I wouldn't have had it any other way, but it can be kind of secluded and lonely sometimes too.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like so and so had a birthday party and, and I
0: didn't go because I was thirty minutes away, you know. Yeah. Absolutely I would like to take a moment to thank and recognize our incredible sponsor, Hook Day F. You may remember Anna from episode four of Ag Chicks, but she's an entrepreneur who's making big moves in the world of agriculture, Western influencing, and business. And through her brand, Hooked AF, she's focused on encouraging, creating, and inspiring through her very own rural lens. Her latest ventures include Hooked on Business, which is a business-focused retreat for women, and Ranch Hand, Your Ranch in Your Hand, which is a cattle management app for ranchers. Follow along with all of Anna's happenings on her Instagram Instagram at hooked.af thank you anna for your continued support of AgJix. That was there right
1: um but it it's all turned out really well and um we love living right on the farm um a lot of people ask us like do you like living on the farm and we love living right here on the farm there is some you know not so great things about living on the farm like you can't ever feel like you're away from the farm Mm -hmm. always at work right Um, that's one thing that we struggle with that we've kind of concluded that if we need a break or if we want a break, we have to actually leave the farm. We have to get in a car. Right. Whereas I know friends of ours who are like vacationing at home. Well, that doesn't work for us. We have to, I have to put my farmer in a car and leave the facility in order to feel like we're away.
0: Right. (laughs) And that's hard too, I think, because, obviously just having kids again that want to you know be with friends and all that kind of stuff and being able to separate like nope like we have to do this and this has to get done on the farm before anything else can happen type situation
1: oh yeah and I mean we've missed countless you know events and weddings because I don't know the cows decide to get out Mm -hmm. the minute we're leaving or we get called back from an event early because you know something happened in the parlor it's just always you know that's just the risk of having business is that um you're the one in charge and you're the one in charge
0: (laughs) yep yep no one else to take the the fall when things go wrong that's for sure for you guys is what you're like so when you obviously you have a dairy you've just explained that but what does your milk what is it used for
1: um our dairy milk um is used for fluid milk we okay. picked up every other day here on our dairy farm. We actually have two dairy farm sites. So we have this site here, and then we have one a mile down the road. So we have about 300, 360 cows at each facility, um, and that melts, both facilities melt three times a day.
0: Got it. And then it will go somewhere to get processed and then bottled and all that kind of stuff? Yep. Got it. So for um, when you guys when COVID happened did you guys were you impacted by that in any way as far as I know there was people who were having to dump milk and all that craziness
1: yeah it came close and we have had to dump milk um but COVID was um I don't know I mean there was just such a flurry of people who were like we can't come to work you know we're like oh my gosh we're going to have to you know I mean, I, I think everybody was in the same boat. Like, what do we do? How do we deal with these things? Um, will, we, will we be able to pay our employees? Right. A, you know, a big worry, like, do we have to offload our staff because we can't afford to pay them because the milk prices are dumping? And I mean, it was just one thing after another. Um, crop prices and gas prices and it was like one big snowball effect.
0: yeah and have you guys recovered from that or is still things kind of a little iffy
1: slowly I mean thank goodness for the stimulus checks that have came through for small businesses Um, I don't know that we would have been able to make it and there's honestly been so many dairy farms in our area we are heavily uh, we have a lot of dairy farms in this area and it's been very sad to watch these little dairy farms go out in the last two years, just because either they, they can't, or they just can't make it.
0: Yeah. That's such a, ugh, it's awful. It's okay. been, been quite the year and a half, hasn't it?
1: Sure. I'm ready to move
0: on. Right. <laughs> Close that chapter onto the next.
1: Yeah.
0: Speaking of chapters, you lived in Spain. How cool is that? Like, tell us a little bit about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, um, in college I minored in Spanish and lived in Spain in Barcelona and uh, in Barcelona they speak a language called Catalunian and uh, which is a combination of Spanish and French mm-hmm. and going into Spain I think I knew that they spoke a different language in Barcelona but I thought I was ready and I thought I was prepared and I really wasn't <laughs> by myself and I met a whole bunch of students there we went to the University of Barcelona and I studied uh, Spanish culture and language um, and for the first whole month I had a migraine every day because it was so hard to figure out the language um, and the difference between um, so like for instance in Spanish we would say adios mm-hmm. in Catalonian we would say adeu. so there's a lot more French tones in the language um, my host mom only spoke Catalonian so we had to go between a Spanish and English dictionary and the Spanish Apollonian dictionary just to figure out what we were going to have for supper that night. Oh my goodness. So it was stressful and it definitely pushed me. Um, I journaled the entire thing. And someday when I'm old and I'm sitting on a recliner, I'll probably read through my journal. Um, but it was definitely a time of like self-realization. I got to know myself A lot, I was by myself a lot, lots of time for thinking and writing and that kind of thing. Um, And I really, I'm a super huge advocate for people traveling by themselves. My parents were very scared for me. They were very worried. Um, I was also there during the Bush election. So there was a lot of turmoil with their country and our country. So a lot of our advisors told us to not admit that we are Americans, but rather to tell people we're Canadian. Mm. we had to wear Canadian patches on our backpacks
0: um, oh my gosh
1: we wouldn't get um, bothered basically it was a lot easier to say that we were Canadian than American and be able to not get razzed every time we went somewhere wow and um, yeah Spain was amazing I hope someday to get back there it's one of my main goals is to be able to travel more and show my kids the world. And I think the important thing that I got out of living there and living there alone was that the world does not revolve around the United States. And it doesn't revolve around who I am and, or who, where I came from, mm-hmm. the entire world. And it's so important for all of us to know that there are other people living in different cultures and, and thriving. Uh, one thing that I did also get from that culture and living there was they they work generally from like eight until noon and then we siesta from noon until about two or three that includes school kids so everybody comes home from like noon to three and siesta that means like tea, lunch, hanging out with your family, maybe um, some ball in the courtyard with your friends and then from like three until six, everybody goes back to school, back to work. And then everything is later. So like hmm. supper was like eight. Then you have dinner um, dinner, drinks and dancing by like nine and 10. And this was like all through the week. This is not Friday, Saturday. It was every
0: night.
1: And dancing from like nine to 10 to 12. To, sometimes we get home at one or two o'clock every wow. And so they have such a more uh, zest for life than I think they do here. And, you know, there wasn't this huge, huge emphasis on working, 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 and climbing a ladder and making more money and keeping up with the Joneses. And they, um, they just live this way less stressed out life than what we have here. And yeah. When I came home, I was like, I'm going to change the world and Nobody's going to work like we work here. And I'm not going to go down that stressful path. Um, there are so many things that can cause you know, that can come from living such a stressed life, like the different diseases and cancers and that kind of thing. And I really don't think it's worth it. And when I lived there, they had never known, my host mom had never known anybody who would have ever had cancer before. Her mom was 112 years old, and she smoked and drank. Wow, 112, and still alive. Never heard of anybody with cancer, and here it's like it's not if, but when.
0: Right. Um,
1: and I think we we do that to ourselves, and I really wish it wasn't that way.
0: Yeah, that's how incredible that you got that experience, and I'm sure you've taken things from that that you kind of incorporated into your life now. Um, probably some of the creativity stuff that you get to do and just constantly learning. I know that you mentioned that was a big part of your life. So how cool, such a cool experience. But with kind of along those lines, your creative spirit is through the roof. As far as you're always coming up with things. I'm always seeing the new thing that you're making or doing or trying or learning. Where does that come from? What? what are you what are you currently working on um what's kind of on your list of things
1: uh yeah so i go through seasons just like uh just like the uh the weather does Mm -hmm. um and in the winter time we're cooking and just sort of experimenting with making. i do a lot of sewing in the winter time Um, i have a whole sewing series in my blog because i've had so many people who are like I really want to sew and they don't know how to sew so I put a whole series together last year showing people the steps for st- for sewing so that they can complete a task and, and do some projects um and then once it comes springtime it's like full-on gardening we've doubled up our cut flower beds this year so I'm also our, our market manager for our farmer's market here in town um and we have been bringing uh, cut flowers for the last few years and all of our vegetables and that kind of thing. Also, I do sheep hides and we're getting into longhorns this year. Um, it's just like one thing after another and I get an idea and I think I can tackle it. I'll just figure out how to do it, call up some people and say, hey, how, how, how do I do this? And, and just learn and dig in. And I love I love the process and the challenge of learning something new. I think that's just an incredible thing and a gift that, you know, like that I just embrace every day.
0: Mm-hmm. And with the sheep, hides, sorry, not to detract, but you said that and it made me think of it. So are those sheep that you guys are raising or are you getting them from somewhere else?
1: Yeah. So we have a few um, sheep here. Our kids show some Southbound baby dolls for four H um, so some of them have came from them, and some of them have came from farmers who are taking their sheep to market that have no longer use for their hides, and they either just get tossed into a dump, or I pick them up, rescue them, and and turn them into something really amazing and fluffy and beautiful. Oh yeah! Wow!
0: How cool! Dang! I need a sheep hide now.
1: <laughs> yes, I just started um so I have 10 of them completed now so some of them will go to our farmer's market although it's really hard to sell a sheep hide in the summer
0: mm, um, yeah <laughs> but
1: they are incredible because they have like a therapeutic uh, notion to them and they're also um antimicrobial which means they don't get dirty or mm-hmm. have grossness in them we just shake them out I hang them on the line every once in a while
0: and they're they people are attracted to touching them and they're just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the longhorns, you guys are going to start raising them or tell me about that.
1: No, I um, I have a friend who just keeps tossing me. Um, this is just really gruesome, but it's just part of the game, right? Um, just tossing me um, longhorn heads. Okay. Um, from, again, people who are just taking their animal to harvest and market and the heads just get thrown away. Yeah some of them have these amazing long 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 horns and i'm going to figure out what to do with that so i have right now i have five of them hanging in a tree in my backyard to process through the summer it takes about one summer in order to remove all of the meat and then i'm going to process them after that and figure out what to do (laughs) yeah
0: I'm sure you're tapping into a market there because I know at least in Texas, everybody's got a cow head on their wall. So (laughs) if you don't have any luck there, start aiming towards Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Emily, um, I wanna thank you for your time today. Um, And the last thing we'll kind of go through is those rapid fire questions. So are you ready for those? I think so. Okay, so the first question is, what's your favorite season? summer for sure i'm somebody who loves the hot i love the heat i love the sweat
1: i i feel like i might even be allergic to the cold like each and every year that we go through winter i threaten to like sell the cows they
0: themselves you're living in the wrong spot to not like winter i definitely am then the second question is are you a morning or a evening person
1: um i say I'm probably an evening person it takes me it feels like it takes a while to get going with four kids in the morning and then like by noon I'm like ready to go until like eight nine o'clock at night
0: yes yeah I, I'm i definitely the same way and I'm been working from home and so I have to go back on June 1st and I'm like oh this is going to be not good for me
1: <laughs> I undo all of these bad habits
0: yes <laughs> And then the last question is, if you had to describe your personality in a color, what would it be? I know that one's hard.
1: Um, Probably yellow. I just feel um bright and sunny.
0: Yes, I would agree with that after spending time with you, for sure.
1: I kind of like hot in the sun and that hearty soul. Soul means sun. I don't know.
0: Yes, 100% yellow. Well, Emily, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I'm glad I got to learn a little bit more about your story and hopefully someone listening was able to resonate with something. Um, But if someone would like to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: They can email me at EmilyTweeton at yahoo.com. Okay. I also have a blog called Hearty Soul
0: and a YouTube channel connected with that same name.
1: And I'm on
0: of the socials. yep and i will be sure to put all of that information in the description box on this episode so please check that out and uh, emily have a great rest of your day thanks for tuning in to this episode of ag chicks don't forget to follow along on social media at ag chicks on instagram and facebook and that every episode has a visual version on youtube on the ag chicks channel